Hi guys, you're so welcome to this video and this channel, NarcCon. Today we're going to answer a video request to deal with a subject that a lot of people grapple with because it's not the normal pattern that is described on most of these channels for the narcissistic abuse cycle. In that the narcissist seems to skip the devaluation phase with some people and you go from the love bombing hero to the discard zero without really having been devalued. And it leaves people going, well, that didn't happen to me and that didn't happen to me. So was I actually with a narcissist? So this is a great topic to have a look at. And as always, I just want to give you clarity on what exactly you went through or something that may resonate so that you can see a pattern in what you went through and come to terms with whether you believe you were with a narcissist or not to enable you to move on in the healing process and to depersonalize the experience. This is why I believe this type of information is very good in helping people get some clarity, depersonalize the situation so that they realize that narcissists do this to everybody. It wasn't a fault with them and that's why the narcissist left no matter how much the narcissist hammers, tries to hammer that home to you, that you were the problem. So let's get into the topic without further ado. So for anyone that's not familiar with the narcissistic abuse cycle or the phases of it, it starts with the love bombing of the victim. It usually moves to a middle stage of devaluation and then moves to a discard or you may leave them, which is unusual, but it's more likely that the narcissist will discard you because the whole thing is a covert operation. Undercover goes under the radar, happens very subtly, so it's hard to pick up on. But in any case, the discard phase, and I always say there's a fourth phase to it, it's the Hoover phase, because 99% of time, people get hoovered no matter what way the narcissist leaves you. Okay, so let's get into the reasons why a narcissist may not go into the devaluation phase with you. You may have experienced, for instance, the relationship lasting four to six months, sometimes even longer, when the narcissist will prolong the love bombing stage. This happens more in a situation where you're not actually living with the narcissist. They're able to keep their mask on for longer and you may not think that you went into a devaluation stage. And that's what a lot of people who ask this question, when they reflect back, they will see that they might have had a little bit of devaluation going on. And I'm going to get into the reason for this in the content here. So. The first reason I believe that you think you perhaps didn't have a devaluation stage is that it was very subtle and that it was a testing stage that the narcissist would have run on you in relation to how much under control you are or were and how easy it was going to be to manipulate you further. It's a kind of a, a checking where they estimate whether they should stay in the relationship with you or they should jump to something else or they should do something else, which I'll get into now. So basically what I'm saying here for the first reason that you believe that you didn't have a devaluation stage with the narcissist, 
that you went from hero to zero, that you had a great love bombing stage. And honestly, you couldn't believe when the narcissist just dropped you and you were discarded. The narcissist may, again, have done a little triangulation on you and to see how that went down. And if you didn't react overly to the triangulation, the narcissist may have felt that you weren't going to be easy to control or that you weren't under control in the testing phase. Now remember, this is going on simultaneously with a lot of other things with the narcissist. It's not just about you, it's about other things that are going on in the narcissist's life as well. But they always will do tests. And you may have even had a little argument or a mini discard where the narcissist was kind of going off in a huff or sulked on you or gave you a little bit of a silent treatment or disappeared for a day or two, but that you're secure enough in yourself as a person to not have got too bothered by that, to just have given them the benefit of the doubt. So the narcissist rolls up then after this, expecting drama and you to pour out your soul and your love to them. And you don't do that. And they kind of get a bit, excuse the language, pissed off. So you're not easy to control. You're not falling for the manipulations at the time that they want you to. So that's just one reason that you may not have thought you had a devaluation, but in actual fact, you had devaluation tests going on that you were unaware of. So just think back and see, is that the case? And they just decided to wipe their hands of you in that particular moment in time. So you were, you know, it appeared that you were getting the final discard without the devaluation. Okay. That's your boundaries were too strong. Um, yeah, so... When you come to this stage, if this was the case with you, the narcissist, if you test negative, say, if you're not um, you're not running to form in their usual, you know, with their usual modus operandi, you're not falling for the different manipulations that they're customizing to you. They may at this stage shelve you for use further down the road as an option. And that means just put you on the back burner, store you away in a cupboard and let you reflect and miss them and miss the relationship with them. And when they do, or if they, they will decide to come back, when they're ready to return to you, they will test you again and see how much you've missed them. And has that broken down some of the boundaries that they were finding that they had to put a lot of energy into trying to break down initially. And that was the reason you believed and believe that you've been discarded finally, but in actual fact, you haven't. They've not given you closure. They just discarded you out of the blue. You were totally perplexed because you were pretty loved up and you believed they were as well. So the second reason is why you don't believe you had a devaluation stage is that the narcissist used this manipulation of a discard that looked like a permanent discard, but in actual fact is just you being shelved until you come to your senses and are then easier to control. So it's just another manipulation. The third reason I have down here is if you're dealing 
with a somatic narcissist. Now that's a narcissist that uses their body and their attractiveness to bring in, pull in supply. And they're pretty good at it because they're pretty attractive. So they find it easy. They actually get bored quite quickly and like to chop and change. And remember, they have no stable identity or personality. So if they get fueled up very easily because of their physical attractiveness or physique, or they have, maybe they're young, and they have access to a, a wide variety and sources of narcissistic supply, being people, then sometimes they can, maybe coupled with other reasons, but become very bored very quickly, like to get high and get very empowered and in control, and like to spread it around like to actually spread it around. So they didn't bother devaluing you. You, They may have got the hump with you over something that you have no idea that they got the hump over. Um, You may have wanted to get closer to them and they may, may not have wanted that at that particular time. They wanted to stay free and flaunt themselves and munch on the extra supply. So basically they got bored and they will do this all the time particularly the young and attractive ones. Number four, yeah, someone else took their fancy. You know, someone else was on the boiler in the background or came along and offered them whatever is their particular weakness. That could have been, you know, a fancy lifestyle, a lot of money, um, status, whatever they perceived they would like to jump up to at that particular time. So they weren't going to bother going into the devaluation stage with you, but you will have been shelved because if it doesn't work out with this person that they've gone off with, they're going to come back to you and re-engage with you. So it's possible and particularly Particularly when you're coming into, say, the late 30s, early 40s, um, this is more of a case when the narcissist is looking to be normal, in inverted commas, and maybe settle down or get married or move forward in their lives to appear normal and to stop playing the game or stop playing the field. They may at this stage be looking for a more permanent source of supply and they're sniffing out the different potential status, money, you know, all the things that they would believe that they're entitled to. It's all fakery. They have no value for the person concerned. It's all what the person can provide and do for them. So the next reason, number five, I have here in relation to you not getting the devaluation and going from hero to zero is that, you see, narcissists don't attach to people. But if you're a really, really, really good source of supply and you seem to be giving them everything they need and they feel that they're becoming a little bit too dependent on you and that's not the way they like things because they don't like to attach to someone. So if they're feeling a little bit too dependent on you and you're too damn good, it means they feel that you have 
more control than they have. And you often ask, why would narcissists leave a really good situation? And sometimes they leave the situation to punish the person who's actually giving them everything they could possibly have hoped for or wanted, to bring that person under control, to make that person value them more so that they feel elevated and they don't feel that they have to value you more, if that makes sense. They're trying to shift the power dynamic so that you want them and show that you're more dependent on them and then they don't feel as attached to you because they have control of the situation. It's weird and awful, but that is one of the reasons that the, you may not have gone through a devaluation stage. It may be the narcissist trying to shift the power back to them so they feel in control. Number six. Okay, so you got to investigative. A lot of the time when we're with narcissists, in particularly the intimate relationship, things don't add up. The narcissist also presents us with personality problems, you know, saying that they've been a victim of this and a victim of that. They have issues. They expect us to take those issues on board and use those issues as an excuse for us to accept the abuse that they then perpetuate on us blaming it on on their issues. So you're basically groomed and set up to accept the bad behavior of the narcissist. This is a this is a, a horrible one. This is what I call evil. In any case, this is one of the things that they do. So you may be trying to help them a lot and also curious as to why they're doing things and you're getting too close to the bone and you're being very investigative and very questioning of them and maybe you're in a small circle or a community that the more you investigate the more things come out and they're actually afraid of being exposed within that group so they're afraid as you discover more things about them and ask more questions about them that that opens people's minds up as to why are you asking those questions and perhaps there's something we don't see with the narcissist or there's something wrong with them. That's going to expose the narcissist and it's going to disintegrate their mask. So the mask they have on in the community that you live in is in danger of dropping off or having cracks in it the more you ask questions about them, to them and of them in the community. So that's a threat to their control and it's a threat to their mask. So that's another possible reason that they jump ship and you go from hero to zero. Um, boom, 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 number seven. Okay, this is another one. This is a very common reason that people are blindsided by the narcissist jumping ship. And this is partly to do with the questions you may be asking and maybe being difficult to control. But the narcissist has a sense that you're dissatisfied enough with them that you may leave them. So remember, narcissists are very, very honed in to the minute of a change in their supply sources because you are essential to the narcissist's survival. This isn't 
like a relationship that you or I would have, where you're able to self-regulate your feelings and provide for yourself, even though at the end of a narcissistic relationship, that's a very difficult thing to do. But in general terms, on the in the majority of your life, you're a self-sufficient person and relationships aren't your narcissistic supply. They aren't your way of existing. They aren't your food and water and oxygen like they are to the narcissist. So the narcissist is super sensitive to any minute change in the dynamic in the relationship. And they're paranoid that there will be a change. So they're always on the lookout for signals that may mean that they're in danger. And sometimes you have no intention of leaving the narcissist, but something signals to them that you're about to leave them or it's the start of their downfall, of their devaluation in their own minds. So the narcissist has to get in there first and they will leave you first so that they can remain in control, which is essential. And then you say, well, Paul, if I'm the source of their food, oxygen and existence, why would they leave me? They will leave you to go on to someone who's easier to control, even if it's a what you would call a downgrade of a person. They'll go to a temporary source of supply so that they know that they'll get some sort of sustenance that won't threaten their control. It's that crazy. It's that crazy. They will, of course, when they're doing that, they may hope that they'll come back to you and you'll be more in control because you will have missed them. But that is one of the reasons that you would may not have gone through the devaluation phase with the narcissist. They were paranoid that you were going to leave them and you that it just could not happen with them that you would leave them first. So they jump ship to be the one in control. Number eight, I have, okay, so let's say that your particular narcissist was in a business or job that had a little dodgy element to it or that was a little bit morally corrupt. And heavens forbid that a narcissist would be in such a profession, but they do tend towards that given their lack of morality, integrity and the particular makeup of them. So they may be covertly, you know, present in in a dodgeman, in a dodgy area, but presenting themselves as being an authentic normal person not in a dodgy job or whatever and they realize that you're getting closer to the truth and that that wouldn't go down well with you so that would be a threat to a narcissist control they would have to leave you or give you quite a big shock to bring you back under control so that you would accept the truth of what they do actually do and maybe have them back you know, it would be a bargaining tool. They leave you, you're devastated because they haven't given you a devaluation stage. You're devastated, you're punished, you're missing them and they come clean about what they're actually doing and you say, look, we can work it out and accept them back as your boundaries are lowered because you've missed them so much. So I think you get where I'm going with that one, guys. Um, They manipulate you into accepting something that you wouldn't normally accept, say, mild criminality, if you can call it like that, in their profession. 
Ooh, number nine. Okay, this is one I don't think you may have thought of, but it's it does have a bearing on you skipping your devaluation phase. You're a very popular person and the narcissist friends are beginning to like you more than the narcissist. That would be a huge threat to their control because they have to be number one all the time. And if the narcissist's friends or inner circle are also a supply source for the narcissist and remember everybody is, they feel they're losing control of an essential element. Maybe they're flying monkeys, their they're normal nucleus, their core of people that they keep with them during their life, that they fall back on and that they use and that they rely on in between relationships or whatever. So you're getting on really well with their friends. You're doing favors for their friends. And um, you become a threat because that's not going to happen. They have to remain number one. And it also disables them from leaving you justifiably and doing what they normally do and getting their smear campaign going on you as being a bad person. So when they're trying to say to their friends, oh, I had to leave Jimmy or I had to leave Mary, they were dreadful. The friends say, well, that's not what we thought. I mean, they were so nice. They were super nice to us and they treated you really well. So I think you get the picture, guys. That doesn't bode well for the narcissistic abuse cycle. Number 10, we're coming to the end now. Um your situation changes. You become ill, um, you lose a lot of money, you lose the big job that gave you a lot of status that the narcissist was actually in the relationship for. Something changed in what you could do for the narcissist. So they will just jump ship, jump ship and leave you at the worst time in your life and you're gobsmacked because they haven't got to the devaluation stage yet but they make cold calculated decisions. So that's the 10th reason. Guys, if you can come up with any more reasons that you believe that you missed the devaluation stage on reflecting back on your relationship with the narcissist, please leave down in the comments. It will, I'm sure, resonate with someone out there that needs to hear you went through the same thing with a narcissist. That's it for now. I will be back soon with plenty more information on these characters. Please, again, depersonalize the experience in order to heal. Understand these people are disordered and people are just objects to them. That's it, as sad as it is to say, and they're not going to change. So don't waste any more time ruminating on the person they displayed to you. It was merely an illusion, an illusion that was created for you in order to hook you and then harvest supply from you. Thanks, guys. See you again soon. Bye for now. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then 
Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.